This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hi, I'm Anif Baharuddin and this is Digi Wellblade, BFM's video game show. We're going to summarize some of the biggest announcements made at the recent Tokyo Game Show last week. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with Avnil Ting and Daryl Ong. Alright, our first story is on a massive leak of the upcoming GTA 6. After years of speculation, Rockstar finally announced that GTA 6 is in development earlier this year. And now the leak, which happened over the weekend, might give us an early glimpse to what we can expect in the future. Of course, it's not actually ideal when things like this happen. And how it came to be was when a huge set of GTA 6 assets, including pre-alpha footage and multiple screenshots, were released to public forums over the weekend. According to reports, the perpetrator is a hacker called Teapot Uber Hacker, and they claim to have taken the assets from Rockstar's servers. They also said that they have GTA 5 and 6 source codes and assets, as well as GTA 6 test build. Mm, The leaks first appeared on GTA forums with the hacker entertaining requests from other members looking to find the materials that they need. The video soon spread online and the hacker then updated the original post that's directed to the employees of Rockstar or Take-Two Interactive saying that they are looking to negotiate the deal. We had some look at some footage that appeared online and yes, they look pretty plausible to be in the game but who knows at this point. Yeah, Rockstar and Take-Two have not officially commented on the news for now. Moving on, Halfstone's game director, August Dean Ayala, has left Blizzard after 11 years with the company. He started out as a quality assurance analyst in 2011 before being a game designer with Hearthstone in 2014. In 2016, he became the lead game designer before becoming the game director in February this year. Alea did not say anything about where he'll go next and we wish him all the best and good luck in his future endeavors. Throughout his time with the game, Hearthstone has gone through waves of success despite some criticism with monetization models here and there recently. Next, The Sims 4 will be made free-to-play starting next month. This comes after publisher EA and developer Maxis also announced via their blog post that they'll be having a Behind the Sims Summit on the 18th of October. That will also be the date The Sims 4 will be made available as a free-to-play game for all major consoles and PC. Yeah, the reason why they're embarking on this trajectory is to open up the accessibility of the game to anyone who's interested in it. A good move, we say, and we definitely welcome it. And last but not least, a bit of a different tangent of news. Manufacturer EVGA has announced that they'll be terminating their relationship with NVIDIA and leaving the GPU market. This comes ahead of NVIDIA's keynote next week, where the company is expected to announce their new 40-series consumer GPUs to the market. The details of this split between EVGA and NVIDIA can be seen more on Gamers Nexus's YouTube channel, where they managed to speak directly to EVGA CEO Andrew Han. Some of the reasons cited include claims that NVIDIA has been difficult to work with due to the way they communicate with manufacturers as well as having tight control on the pricing of GPUs and undercutting their manufacturing partners with their founders' addition cards. EVGA themselves are not exactly faultless as according to Gamers Nexus, they too might have misjudged the market and produced more stock than they can sell. The CEO also revealed that he wants to spend more time with his family as one of the other reasons for leaving the business. While they do next, that's up in the air, especially with GPU manufacturing being the bulk of their business and 80% of their total revenue stream. We'll see how this goes and uh, this is indeed big news in the hardware industry, right? But we'll keep you posted as usual. That's all we have for this week's news. Back to you, Hanif.
Thank you very much, Daryl and Ofnil. Tokyo Game Show 2022 was held last week and Jonathan Leo, content director at kakuchopuri.com joins us to help summarize some of the announcements made but true to this style. We're going to start with some stories that took place before the main event. Alright, let's talk about that. So before Tokyo Game Show started on the 15th of September, there were a couple of live streams from Nintendo and PlayStation. Nintendo started off with a bunch of news with a new Fire Emblem called Fire Emblem Engaged, which is coming out in early 2023. Features the same kind of turn-based strategy gaming that you love with the placing the units and all that, as well as the return of Marth from the first Fire Emblem titles. And there's also a mechanic where you can combine two of your warriors to form one super warrior, like Fusion, like in Dragon Ball. And of course, uh, there's going to be a bunch of relationship stuff in play with new characters, male and female heroes for players to recruit and join their cause in Fire Emblem. And the main character in Silver is a blue and red-haired new character. You can either play as a male or a female character. So you've got some new gameplay going on here. It looks pretty promising. There's also the announcement of Octopath Traveler 2, which was actually shown in great detail in TGS 2022. But Nintendo made the first announcement since the game is coming out for Nintendo Switch next year as well, early 2023. So the game itself is a continuation of Octopath Traveler 1. I think it's a couple of hundred years. Could be a new universe for all you know. Like the world, instead of a fantasy world, is now more of like a steampunk, modern day kind of setting with... Um, new technologies here and there. And of course, eight new characters with your stories interlinking as you travel through the game. And there are actually new features like um, interlinking stories where there'll be like a focus on two characters in the game, like the dancer and the samurai character who is a prince. And your storylines will converge to like a separate kind of storyline. So basically, it's a lot more lore building and world building plot wise. So people actually love the game's storytelling and the music and the gameplay. So... The developers at Square Enix are developing more on that with new music. I think it's like 150 new tracks for the game itself. So it's more than the first Octopath and the mobile game combined. And yeah, this is very promising so far from the looks of it. And of course, the big reveal was Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is actually the sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild that came out a while back. So the game's coming out on the 12th of May, 2023. There's a bit of gameplay with Link flying on the giant rock bird thing and a bunch of new power-ups. But apart from that, it's like a really short gameplay trailer. So make of that what you will. Okay, next we've got the PlayStation State of Play trailer. A bunch of games have been announced. We've got Tekken 8 featuring a new fighting game engine with Jin and Kazuya fighting at a volcano with crashing waves or shoreside. So that's pretty much it. And then you've got Team Ninja announcing a new Rise of the Ronin game. It's an open-world samurai ninja title. I think it's trying to borrow bits from Ghost of Tsushima, but with that Team Ninja combat touch. That game is slated for 2024. Um, other than that, are there any other games that we're talking about? Ah, yes. There is actually the announcement of Like a Dragon, Ishin, which is actually the Yakuza game that features sword fighting. It was actually a remake of a PS3 Yakuza game that never came out outside of Japan. So this remake is coming out next year, early 2023. And we're going to talk about Yakuza stuff later on. 
So, and then other games include Bandai Namco's Sin Duality, which is an action, third-person action game featuring a guy piloting a robot with a female AI companion in a sci-fi dystopian kind of world. We've got Stellar Blade, which is actually an action hack-and-slash title from the people who... is actually like the real name of the project called Project Eve, made by Korean developers. And it's like a Devil May Cry and Bayonetta hybrid with sci-fi and a lot more women kicking So that's pretty cool. And then you've got a lot more gameplay trailer from God of War Ragnarok, which is coming out later this November. And Sony PlayStation announced a limited edition DualSense controller with a nice little white and blue kind of color scheme with the bear and the wolf logo on the touchpad. So that looks pretty cool too. Mm, all right, fantastic. Okay, let's move on to the main event, the Tokyo Game Show 2022. Well, one more pre-release TGS thing going on. So Sega decided to have a Ryuga Gotoku Summit 2022, which is basically the Yakuza Summit. But ah. this is the time where they are actually changing the branding for the game. So instead of Yakuza, they're calling it like the dragon because Ryuga Gotoku means like a dragon. So starting off, we've got, like I mentioned, Like a Dragon Ishin, which is actually a samurai Edo game featuring Like a Dragon characters. And they're in this time period, the Edo period. And it's like, like I said, it's actually a remake of a PS3 game. So it's got sword fighting, some gunplay and some epic storytelling Yakuza stuff going on. And then you've got Like a Dragon 8 featuring Kiryu Kazuma returning together with Ichiban Kasuga, who is actually the protagonist of Yakuza 7. And it's a turn-based RPG like the last game. And Kiryu Kazuma has silver hair for some reason. So probably some plot things going on. Meanwhile, speaking of Kiryu Kazuma, the Sega also announced Like a Dragon Gaiden, which is a side story that takes place between part 6 and part 7 in the Yakuza slash Like a Dragon series. So Kiryu is in hiding and he's using a different name. So you get to find out what happens after Yakuza 6, but before Yakuza 7. So the gameplay is basically back to traditional Yakuza 1 and 2 gameplay where you've got side stories, combat, and a lot of returning characters because this is the kind of game that's actually meant for Yakuza fans. So Like a Dragon Gaiden, no release date as, as far as I know. Like a Dragon 8 is coming out in 2024. And like I said, Like a Dragon Ishin is 2023. Sorry, how, how big is this, the fact that they've changed the name of the brand, of, of, the, of the game essentially? How, how big do you think this will be? Uh, how big? Well, pretty big. I mean, ever since Toshihiro Nagoshi left the company like last year, I believe this is like the rebranding that they really wanted. They want to go all out in bringing back, like changing things up here and there. Maybe because of brand association and a lot of undisclosed marketing reasons, which to be honest, I'm not so sure why. It's a little bit confusing, but it's something we'll have to get used to since Sega is going all out with calling its games Like a Dragon this time around. So if you're into the Yakuza series, don't be confused. Like a Dragon is exactly that. Just a lot more of these kind of open world action adventure, RPGing action going on with Kiryu Kazuma and Ichiban Kasuga. Oh, and speaking of which, the spin-off title, Judgment and Lost Judgment, they're now in a bundle and they're out for PC as we speak. So you can get them on PC Steam. Uh, let's see, anything else? Um, we actually have a Valkyrie Elysium demo that came out during TGS. If you guys want to play that, it's actually a Square Enix action RPG with the Valkyrie profile license. You get to summon Einheria to, to go after you, to, to support you doing, during combat. So it's kind of like... Imagine near Automata with a 
the same kind of combat and whatnot with that whole fantasy, Mjolnir, Norse mythology storyline going on. It looks interesting. And the game is coming out later at the end of September. So for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. And Atelier Ryza 3 is actually announced. It's a JRPG from Gus and Koei Tecmo. It's a flagship title from both companies. It's actually the third entry in Atelier Ryza series. So there's actually part one, part two. Continues the story has a bunch of new mechanics like you using literal giant keys to summon up your power-ups and new alchemic kind of mixtures here and there. It's coming out in early 2023. That was Jonathan Liu, content director at kakuchopore.com summarizing what happened at the recent Tokyo Game Show. We're going to make way for some messages. More after this. Stay tuned. This is GG Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, listening to GG Well Played, I'm your host, Hanif Baharudin. Jonathan Liu, content director at kakuchopore.com, joins me on the show to look back at the recent Tokyo Game Show. We're going to continue our coverage, this time with Microsoft. I guess we can get into what Xbox has announced during uh, TGS 2022. So they're bringing back Deathloop as a, from, a, from being a PS5 exclusive. is coming out on Xbox Game Pass, as well as a couple of other indie titles like Legend of Tianding, Ghost Lore and some other big fighting game titles from Arc System Works like Kyoto Gear Strive and Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle coming out on Xbox Game Pass in 2023. We've also got Persona 5R also coming out in a couple of weeks. Sorry, uh, probably next month for Xbox Game Pass and Wolong Fallen Dynasty is also for Xbox Game Pass for next year. Uh, right now, speaking of which, that Koei Tecmo action game Wolong Fallen Dynasty is already out as a demo from now until the 23rd of September. So it's both for PlayStation 5 and Xbox series. Um, there's also Nino Kuni, um, the remastered of Wrath of the White Witch, right? For oh yes, that is actually out on Xbox Game Pass as well. And since we're talking about Xbox, they are also... They also announced, I guess Overwatch 2 announced the new hero, Kiriko, a support healer with kunai, teleports, and buffs for the team. So Overwatch 2 is coming out in October the 4th as an open beta. The hero herself will be unlockable through a battle pass. So that's a bit of like a story there for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. Uh, do you want to move on to Capcom's announcement? or uh, We will go to Square Enix and Bandai Namco and Capcom, that's fine. All right, so Square Enix, they just announced more info about Star Wars and Six, the Divine Force, new cast members. They're actually bringing in a descendant from the old games, Marielle L. Kenny, who, I mean, if you are a fan of Star Wars and 1 and 2, the Kenny family are a pretty big deal in those games. So, And then, of course, they showcase a lot more of the real-time action combat that is similar to, Tale, to the Tales of Games because... As you all know, Tales of Series and the Star Ocean series are from the same DNA back in the day. And that's another history time lesson for another day. But the action also looks nice. You get to switch your heroes. You got like a big party fighting in real-time combat. And I believe a demo is coming out next week for the game for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. And Bandai Namco itself, they announced One Piece Odyssey, which is coming out on January 2023. That's actually a turn-based RPG based on the One Piece series. I believe Eichiro Oda, the creator of the series, is actually penning the script for this game. So it's going to be like a separate storyline with some 
new characters you can interact with and you got Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirates again with the same misadventures, but now in turn-based combat glory. Um, maybe going back to Square Enix, they did talk a bit about Octopath Traveler 2. They showed off a lot more gameplay as well as a sample of the game's music during their presentation. Okay, so Square Enix has announced a spin-off game of the Dragon Quest The Adventures of the Die anime called Infinity Strash. It's quite a weird name to grasp. So it's an action RPG where you get to relive the anime storylines up until a certain point. And then there's a separate roguelike action RPG mode where you and the anime party members have to go through a series of levels with different bosses, different stages, and different mechanics. So it's got that cel-shitted look so that it's reminiscent of the anime. So there's no release date for this yet, but it's coming out for PlayStation Nintendo Switch and PC and it's going to be like a simultaneous release for Japan and English markets. I wanted to mention a bit about Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7 reunion. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, we can talk a little bit. Yes, so Final Fantasy uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7 is the remake, remaster of the PSP classic Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7. So you, the bit of gameplay has been shown. It just shows Zack doing the first stage in Wutai, fighting against Ifrit and a bunch of the soldiers and enemies there. So they're trying to... Square Enix said they're going to basically make sure the controls and everything are perfect for a console release. Like what they did for Final Fantasy Agitsu and a couple of the PSP games that came out back then. So it's going to be an action RPG. It's actually the prequel to Final Fantasy VII, Focus on Zack. It's coming out for PlayStation and Xbox and PC. I believe the end of the year, if I recall. Okay, now we're going to talk about Capcom. So Capcom has talked a lot about Resident Evil, The Winters Expansion, which is coming out on the 20th of October. It's a new story featuring Rose Winters, a new storyline, a third-person mode for Ethan Winters, so he can replay the entire game in third-person with new mechanics and whatnot, and a new Mercenaries mode where he can control Heisenberg and Lady Dimitrescu, everybody's favorite character from Resident Evil Village with new power-ups and whatnot. And yeah, of course, they went big with Street Fighter VI. There's a lot of announcements for Street Fighter VI where they introduced a couple of new characters from the, from the franchise, Ken, Dalsum, E. Honda, and Blanca. And they even had like a world tour intro for the single player mode campaign where they revealed all of the 18 characters who are Luke, Jamie, Manon, Kimberly, Marissa, Lily, JP, Juri, DJ, Kami, Ryu, E. Honda, Blanca, Guile, Ken, Chunli, Zangief, and Dalsim. So that's like 18 characters people get to play when the game comes out next year. And World Tour Mode will feature a mode, it's basically a single-player campaign where you create your own character and fight in Metro City to be the best fighter around. You also have a rival named Bosch who may be the final boss of this mode or someone you fight through, fight with in, during bouts of the single-player campaign. So the create a character mode, basically you can adjust every parameter from eyes, facial features to body size and, you know, whether they're male or female or whatnot. So it's basically just as detailed as Saints Rose, create a character mode. And they also introduce extreme battle mode where you get to fight, fight in a regular match with different gimmicks where you get to knock down, whoever knocks down the character first five times wins. So you actually have like a giant bull rushing into the game halfway through the stage. And you've got like giant balls you get to throw around and that explodes to knock the opponent down. So you've got different battle modes and whatnot just to make the game a bit more fresh. 
And the training mode, they introduced a new frame data mode where they showcase different moves with the different frame data. So pro players and casual players can figure out which moves are safe or unsafe. So it's really good. It's a really good feature for players to use. Mm, all right. Um, there's also another new Monster Hunter Rise game, if I'm not mistaken. Or uh, it's actually just more DLC. Yeah, it's just more free DLC introducing a new monster and a couple of new quests. So I believe that will be paid DLC, which is coming out in a couple of months. And anything else? Oh yeah, Konami also announced the remaster of Suikoden 1 and 2 in HD remaster form. It's going to have a revamped look and the games will be sold separately. It'll be out in 2023. Mm, I think people have been speculating about this, right? If I'm not mistaken, prior to prior to TGS. They have been speculating that there's a new Silent Hill, a Silent Hill 2 remake or a new... Yeah, I think that's about it. But so far, Konami's big announcement was basically Suikoden 1 and Suikoden 2 HD remasters. That's it. And yeah, I guess one last bit of news is Hoyoverse showcased new gameplay for the new upcoming action game, Zenless Zone Zero. It's like a first look at TGS 2022. They showcase the game's action bits here and there in the story mode. And then they also announced a Genshin Impact anime from UFO Table, the studio behind the Demon Slayer anime. It's just a little teaser, but I think we're going to get more news in the coming, maybe next year or so. All right. I think that's quite a lot. Uh, do, do we have anything else? I think that is about it. Oh, wait. We also should mention that Sega had the presentation, not just for Ryuga Gotoku, but also for Sonic Frontiers. They actually showcased a lot more new gameplay, including a supersonic mode and a, a bunch of cyber sta- cyberspace stages where you enter a particular temple, and then you get to go through like a small segment of a recreated classic stage from the old Sonic titles. So the latest gameplay trailer showcased Chemical Plant Zone, which Sonic can traverse in for like, I guess a few minutes before the game, the stage ends. But overall, the entire gameplay is an open world 3D Sonic title where Sonic goes through different areas, speeds around, you know, you know, there's a story mode, of course, but there are a lot of courses here and there with some small instant stages you can also play through. So they're mixing classic 3D Sonic layout stages with an open world. So it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays out in the final build. Mm, yeah, and when it comes to Sonic, I think we've done an episode where we spoke about how I know people have always been very cautious when it comes to new releases. Uh, what's the general perception like to this game? I mean, it hasn't been released yet, but what's the reception like so far? I think a lot of people have had negative comments about this because of the way it was being presented in from different outlets. I think this was during the E3 period of this year, the Summer Games Festival where they showcase Sonic Frontiers, but they didn't really give it justice. So this TGS 2022 gameplay showcase and highlight might, you know, give a better idea of what the Sonic game will be like. So it looks interesting. I mean, I'll reserve final judgment until I play the game for myself. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, this game is coming out the same week as God of War, Ragnarok, and Skull and Bones. So we'll see how that turns out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this year's TGS? Uh, from an online viewer's perspective, I got a lot out of it, which is great because I get to see gameplay of future titles I'll be playing eventually. And of course, more Street Fighter Six is always good for me because I'm looking forward to that game next year. But beyond that, there's something for everyone. La. I mean, I wasn't at the show myself. I mean, I'm sure people who actually were there actually had the time of their lives because they get to actually play the games there. And, you know, it's great that, you know, we have the resurgence of offline events happening. 
But from my perspective, seeing it online, it's very promising. You know, I'm actually excited for, for all of these titles coming out. So it's, you know, I guess it's standard per se, but, you know, it's a good kind of standard. Mm. Uh, any big titles you're looking forward to specifically? I know, I mean, you just said that you look forward to everything, but yeah, any big titles specifically? Mm, highlighted, I'm guessing Street Fighter Six, of course, because I'm always looking forward to what Capcom will do for the next big fighting game flagship title. And yeah, Star Ocean would be something I'm looking forward to, Star Ocean 6. And Ryuga, sorry, Like a Dragon 8, which is like two years from now. But I'll look forward to Like a Dragon Ishin because I'm itching to play a new open world samurai game. Because Rise of the Ronin is coming out only in the next two years. So there's that. And maybe Stellar Blade, which there's no release date, but I'm always looking forward to more, you know, action titles from different studios, especially when they're following the school of Bayonetta and Devil May Cry. How about you? Uh, what would be your favorite titles among the stuff we mentioned? Uh, off the top of my head, I think the Resident Evil Village, I mean, DLC is pretty interesting only because, yeah, maybe, maybe now is a good time to go back to the game again, uh, considering my quite decent experience, I would say, playing the game. Um, Sonic Frontier, um, that one is also pretty intriguing for me. I mean, despite all the, the, the noises that have been that I've seen online, I think I probably would like to also, yeah, maybe give that game a shot. And um, another one that I'm pretty curious about is actually, well, there's another, uh, I guess, Legacy Collection for Mega Man, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Yeah, that would probably be something that's worth checking out as well, I suppose. <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually worth checking out too. I mean, I'm not a fan of the new graphic filter, but you know, replaying those games is actually kind of cool. I actually did like the third one a lot. You're tuning in to GG Well Played and that was our summary of the recent Tokyo Game Show. Thanks to Jonathan Liu from kakuchopere.com for joining us on the show. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on bfm.my. Our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play and you can also find this show on Spotify. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and please take care. This has been... GG Well Played. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.